Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 237 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Helperton, and who's summoning a giant robot with me tonight? I am Impact. Oh. <laughs> dash, dash, dash. Oh. It's just me. It's me. It's I'm filthy about. Hello. And where can people where might where can people find you? I might know you from. Uh well, you might know me. And if you don't, you can go looking for me, although I don't know why you'd want to. Over at the Player One Podcast. The Playinist Podcast, whatever podcast did. It's a dad it's a dad podcast that talks about video games. Gosh. We kind of, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how you guys are. We didn't start off as a dad podcast. But we all lined it up there. We've been doing that. We've been doing that that show for like what, fifteen years or something now. It's a long time. Every so often, you guys mention it, and I've heard it. Yeah, I mean, my goodness, we we were so young. We we didn't have kids. We were we were oh boy. But now we're old. But we are. We're still doing. We're still doing player one. I'm recording a new episode later this evening. <laughs> Hey, uh, podcasting is fun, and you, you guys, you kept the same hosts forever. I'm yeah, like, we, I mean, you know, we, we, we've, you know, shuffled around a little bit, you know, just because every now and again, one of us would get a job that would require us to not be on a podcast. But yeah, it's, it's still, it's myself, it's Chris Johnston, it's Greg Seward. We're all former EGM Ziff Davis people talking about uh, the old times of uh, video game magazines and. All the current crap. But we are here to talk about a game that I didn't even know existed until uh-huh. I think it was randomly you mentioned it on Player One, probably. Mystical Ninja starring Goemon that came out in 1998 for N64 and developed by Konami. Like, I yeah. did not, like, I knew of Legend of Mystical Ninja for, for Super Nintendo. I played it, loved it as a kid. Did not even know this game existed, really. Uh, or anyone even talking about it. It it flew under a lot of people's radar. At least, I mean, I don't know how well it did in Japan, but yeah, here in the States, just nobody cared. Nobody noticed. I mean, you know, that 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 whole series, the Goemon series, uh, Mystical Ninja, if you're here in the West, <laughs> uh, you know, it never really took off. But, you know, over in Japan, you know, there were, oh my gosh, for, well, I mean, that series started in the arcades There's and then there were... Yeah, and there were uh, uh, several Famicom games, the Super Famicom, the SNES. We only got the one game, but there were, I want to say five, because I think there were four mainline titles, and then there was a, like a spin-off action puzzle game starring Epsomaru, the your your sidekick, and then yeah, then then they did this N sixty four game, which I was honestly uh, shocked that they released it over here, but I was delighted because I loved the the one that we did get. I don't know how I completely missed this. I mean, I think I might have seen it like a box art for it, like I, but I didn't care like it because no one ever talked about it. Right. You know, no one ever mentioned like, hey, this is a great 3D platformer that you should be playing. <laughs> People were like, oh, Banjo-Kazooie, Super Mario 64. And I mean, I'm going to get out of the way right now. I found this game more fun than both of those when I played those on the show. And 64 wow. was not that long ago. Wow. So, I mean, Goemon did it for me. Now, I, you know, you, you will be hard-pressed to find... A bigger Goemon nerd than myself. <laughs> yes. I don't know if I would place this above Mario 64. Granted, I haven't played Mario 64 in quite some time. Keep it that way. Oh, oh, oh my. Just trust me. Keep it that way. Bold. <laughs> you don't want to go back to that game. That is a bold statement. 
But without hesitation, I can say, yeah, this is better than Banjo-Kazooie. Because, I mean, you know, hot take. I don't I don't like Banjo-Kazooie. I never liked Banjo-Kazooie. No, it's not that great. Even back even back in the N64. You know, okay, here you go. Hotter take. I really don't like rare games. What do you think about that? Eh, that's fair. I just mean like Perfect Dark and GoldenEye. And that's more of the time and place. Let me let me tell you this. I liked uh back in the day I liked Goldeneye a lot and I liked Blast Core. So that was my right. those those were the rare games that I enjoyed back in the day. I've never really played Blast Corp yet. I've been slowly trying to play a lot of the rare games for this podcast, okay. but it's it's slow because I don't want to do it. So. Yeah. Blast Corp was a fun game. I, <laughs> I, I I legit enjoyed Blast Corp quite a bit. Very unique. But I mean, 64 is so like rare is the, the main thing that dominated for so many people's, you know, talking about 64 games. And this is one that just slipped through the cracks. And it's like, I don't I mean, it's a goofy, goofy game, you know, but it's meant to be. <laughs> And it's hilarious. Like 34 year old Mike was laughing his ass off at some of the dumb comments they make. Like when you start this game off and your partner, the old man, Ibusaru strips naked and is like, well, I thought we'd get a discount if I strip naked and you get kicked <laughs> out of the place. I'm like, that's hilarious. Oh, you, you don't play a lot of uh, video games that have laugh tracks. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised when I'm starting to hear your laugh track. I'm like, okay, this is, and this works because it's trying to play on the corniness and the, you know, hilarity of what we're doing. Absolutely. Oh, what a great, oh, oh boy. I mean, also, it's just weird to me. Like we get, you know, we get the one Goemon game that comes out through Nintendo and then we get this years, maybe not that long later, but like in the fact that they still call it, you know, they call it Mystical Ninja starring Goemon with the next game. Then it's, it's, it's just Goemon. They got rid of the Mystical Ninja, which probably also would have turned me off from anything following up because I knew the I knew the brand Mystical Ninja. Yeah. Well, I you know what? Honestly, I was uh, I was quite pleased. And I guess this this shows, you know, how uh, more I hate to say respectful, but I guess probably respectful uh, companies were when when localizing these Japanese games, uh, I was just pleased that they used the Goemon name for this game. Because if you remember in the in the original Legend of the Mystical Ninja for Super Nintendo, uh, the main character was not named Goemon. That I did not remember. Yeah, uh, Goemon was localized by Konami as Kid Ying. Oh, now I do. And Ebsamaru was Dr. Yang. <laughs> oh, you know, not great. No, I mean, I'm glad that they, you know, we got farther. They're like, yeah, we can actually use the real names and not, <laughs> you know, not try to be uh, stereotypical. Exactly. But, I know, uh, this, this game is like you, you made a comment to me back when we did, I think, Mystical Ninja, where you're like, this is a 3D platformer before Ocarina time. And, yeah. you know, it, it has some of that. Like, this is very much an adventure game where you're you're going on a big quest and you have dungeons that you go through and you have and you get upgrades and your characters change and I'm like, and it was, and there's a lot to this game, a lot more than I expected when I first started playing this on the steam deck. Yep. Yeah. It, um, yeah. Predates Ocarina of time by like a, a solid year in Japan. Damn. And even, uh, us, um, by probably six months or so. So am I saying Nintendo stole all their ideas <laughs> from mystical Ninja starring going on? I'm not saying it, but if people want to, imply or infer <laughs> well people wouldn't be implying i'd be the one implying yeah but people want you to can, you can see that like maybe that they well i mean ocarina time probably would have been somewhat in development like see some of the stuff in here and go okay this would work like the idea of having you know just dungeons and, and having a world that you're exploring you break pots and get and you get money in this game yeah. too yeah 
I mean, this game had a heart system. This is nothing new, but I mean, at one point I had to collect four little cats to upgrade or more than one to upgrade my hearts. Yep. And I'm like, this is, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I see what you did there, game. Man, no basic, you know, math, basic video game thing. But I'm like, eh. it's little things like it was, I wanted to explore this world. I mean, the game yeah. was a little confusing, but there's enough NPCs to talk to. If you do that and don't just read a guide that will tell you what to do and give you hints. Yep. I just mostly just used a guide, but you know, it, the game felt like it was, it would have been playable had I not been just cheating. Right. And I appreciate that in the game. Yeah. I mean, I certainly back in the day, I, I played through and finished this. Um, I mean, I guess we probably had game facts <laughs> back in the day, but I, I don't believe I used it. I don't think I was looking up someone's uh fact or anything. So it wouldn't have been as easy either back no. then. Cause you're looking at dial internet in the nineties. <laughs> so i mean gotta remember that too it's like getting that web page was not a simple thing that is true but yeah it's uh it's it's a fantastic little game and just how much you upgrade too like you start off the game with just goemon and yawisaru or i said that name wrong uh, ebsamaru ebsamaru yeah and they they do play both a little different like i think yep. he hits a little fast the old man hits a little faster than goemon does mm-hmm and with like little, I mean, I only played as Goemon at first because I'm like, well, Goemon's cool. So I'm only going to play Big as Goemon. Character. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there was that. But, you know, little things. I was like, this is unique. Like, very early in the game, the game forces you to, unless you're a dirty speedrunner cheat, which you can skip, you have to get a, a version of the hookshot item yes. pretty much. But it's a chain pipe, which is yep. kind of hilarious. You know, little things. And I'm like, this <laughs> is cool. One thing that really got me the biggest smile on my face, I don't know if you caught this. What's is that? some of the enemies that shoot the little balls at you is the same exact sound effect as in Mystical Ninja for SNES when they shoot the balls. Oh, jeez, is that? I played way too much Mystical Ninja apparently at some point in my <laughs> life because that when I heard that sound effect, my brain went ding. I'm like, oh, I didn't go and check it, but I'm 99% sure it's the same exact sound effect. That did not click with me, but that's outstanding. And you know what? It doesn't surprise me though, given. Given the the history of this series and how kind of self-referential and goofy it is. I mean, like, the enemies reminded me a lot of the enemies from, you know, the, the first game. Like, the game that I, not the first game, but the game that I played from Nintendo, the first one that we would have gotten. Mm -hmm. Like, you could tell that they reused enemies way late in this game. You run into the same, like, one scene in this game, you run into the same enemies from the end of Mystical Ninja when you find out that everything is fake that you're doing. And, like, it's oh, the same yeah. mass. And I'm like... That is cool because that felt like that was only there to be like, you played the SNES game? Here you go. Here, have something funny. Because <laughs> it, 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 it had nothing to do with the story. You never see it again. It wasn't referenced. It was just there. I'm like, that's the same mass, the same coat. You just took the sprites and put it in 3D. Oh, man. And it, I had a big smile on my face as I murdered them with my pipe. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, during during the course of the game, you do end up collecting a couple different characters as well to join your party. And you had mentioned that before to me when we back when we did Mystical Ninja. You mentioned, and I, and I didn't care. I'm like, oh, I just want to play as Goemon. But I <laughs> fell in love with the green haired girl playing as her for once yeah. I got her, just because I I think she played faster. I don't know, but maybe just killing people with katana was just cooler to me. <laughs> I can't say, but I can say when you hit an enemy with a katana, she slices them in half versus them just blowing up as when Goemon hits them. <laughs> I'm like that little thing. I'm like that's cool, man. That's cool yep. that they did that. <laughs> Yes, uh, 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 Yai, I believe her name is Yai, Y-A-E, I might be mispronouncing. Eh, yeah. Yes, and then <laughs> you get, uh, uh, the, the little robot buddy who, oh gosh, why am I blanking on his Can't name? I can't remember his name either. Sasuke, right? Yeah, he was in Mystical Ninja as a, as a boss fight, and I was surprised, even though you had mentioned to me 
years, you know, over a year ago, like, yeah, he's going to be playable. And I never thought much of him, but he also became my go-to later on in this game just because I liked the, I thought he moved faster. Yes. I don't know if that's true, but in my brain, I thought he moved right. faster. No, no, he's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's, fa- you know, I don't know if he's the fastest character, but yeah, he's definitely faster. Okay, so it wasn't but, just me. It, it wasn't by much. Right. Oh, but, man. But also, killing enemies with a kunai was much cooler than hitting enemies with a pipe. <laughs> also so, true. There was that, too. Oh. But it's just like, you know, it's kind of like, you think about it, I mean, kind of leaps and bounds. I mean, here you have four playable characters all play a little bit different. Mm-hmm. The game forces you to use different ones, mainly just for items. And you can switch at any time, unlike Donkey Kong 64 at this time. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you're not like, you're like, oh, I need to use a chain pipe. Okay, I'll just hit the D-pad and switch to this character. Or, oh, I need to shrink down for a part. I'll just, you know, press and switch to that character. Like, it, it was very nice about it. It wasn't stupid. It wasn't annoying. It wasn't, it was just, it made sense. Yeah. And didn't DK64 come out after this? Oh, I'm sure. So you think they could have been like, well, yeah, we could just do that too. Nope. Yeah. I also never played DK64. I've just seen enough of it to know how miserable that game can make a person. <laughs> so, but, uh, Donkey Kong 64 just, ugh. yeah, it's, ugh, it's, it's on my list to someday get to, but it's far down that list. Ugh, yeah, no, that it, uh, Donkey Kong 64 came out in 99 and this was 98 in the, uh, in the, in the U S so. yeah, this game got it right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, this game makes you switch, especially later on in some of the dungeons. It makes you switch characters to have their different abilities, but it never handicaps you. It never makes you feel uncomfortable. It never makes you feel like, oh, I got to go find a freaking plate now and run back over here. It's just simple. And that's how it should be. Yes. Yes. You know, it's just, this game got it right. And DK 54 couldn't. <laughs> but the, the humor in this game also was just was just hilarious. Like you're fighting, I guess you're fighting foreigner, these foreigner people that came to Japan and then they're trying to introduce dance or some kind of like some kind of music or something to the world. So they're, oh, it's a, it's a group of evil actors. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah. They're trying, they're, 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 I mean, yeah, they're trying to, trying to turn, turn the world into a giant stage for their musical performance in their giant flying peach. Like you do. <laughs> And everybody's robots that you fight just because that way you're not killing people. You're just killing robots. Exactly. <laughs> you can't hit people though in the town. I did a couple of oh, times. Yeah. Of course. I mean, it wouldn't be a Goemon game if you couldn't just smack the innocent people in the town. I mean, my goodness. And some of the people in the town were the same. Like they took the sprites from the Super Nintendo game and, and put it in 3D because there was a guy with a fish at one point. I saw there was a oh, few. Yeah. There was a guy looking even the steel from me. I think he might have. I'm like. It just made me smile that they copied it pretty well. <laughs> oh, you yeah. didn't have to. I mean, you know, yeah. like those little things they did that just I mean because there's a good chance that a lot of people played this game probably didn't even play the Nintendo game. Is oh, my guess. Yeah. If this game even sold well in America, I don't know. I, I mean, it had to have sold well enough for Konami to release the next Goemon game. Yeah. For the 64. So, I mean, it couldn't have done terribly. No, they wouldn't have done it otherwise. Yeah. This is back when Konami actually made games, though, still. So. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I know we're getting back into that moment. They're finally like, oh, games? We have games? But Now you, now you made me sad. <laughs> hey, we're getting games now from Konami soon. That's true. We're getting oh. a remake of Snake Eater. Yeah. Some other stuff coming out. So It is true. They're finally learning that they have games and not just pitching, not just gambling machines. So that's nice. <laughs> Will we ever get a new Goemon game, though? I don't know if I even want a new one. I just want the. I just want a collection of all these old ones translated. Nope. That's all I want. Oh man, you know what? Oh, 
Oh, here we go. Now I'm, <laughs> now I'm thinking, you know, Digital Eclipse, they did such a good job with the Ninja Turtle collection. And, you know, we're speaking about Konami games here. They did such a good job bringing all those classic Konami Ninja Turtle games to the to the their Kawabunga collection. Let's let's get it. Let's let's get a Goemon collection. I that mean, would be great because there yeah. there there's so many good. I mean, I'm sure there's so many good games there. People have not experienced like I mean, this game in general. If more, I mean, as I as we'll get to later on when I when I asked for comments, I expected nothing, and tons of people responded to me going, <laughs> "I love this game." I'm like, "What people? Oh, people played this game?" I'm like, <laughs> "Look at that! My my heart has been warmed. I love it." There was something that I didn't catch. Like, I didn't catch right away that everybody was robots that you're fighting because of the idea oh. that you're, you know, they didn't want you killing things. Right. And it, it didn't click right away. You know, and this game was pretty forgiving when it came to health items, too. I mean, at first I thought it was kind of like, okay, there's not enough health items. But then as I understood the way the game played, once you found a pot in a dungeon that gave you health, you could just open a door, close the door, go back in and forth and fill up your health whenever you needed to. Yeah. Like, it, it was forgiving enough that had I been playing this game legit, I could have used that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, but <laughs> so I didn't have to worry about that, but it was friendly enough in that aspect of, of, of doing it. So I'm like, okay, I appreciate that. Yes. And the game rewards you a lot for exploring because you do get, you know, the extra cats that boost your health. You, you know, a lot of things like that where it made it worth your time to do more. And I'm like, you know, that's cool because if you were having a problem with the game, the game would help you, you know, become more powerful. So the game became easier and it, you know, it really further that exploring and there's a lot to look at i mean the towns are bigger than they felt they needed to be but it's cool that they are you can just run around these different towns that you go through throughout the game and there's people to talk to that say nonsense and yeah. sell you stuff <laughs> i mean I, and also this is an older game where if you don't talk to a certain person at different times you do not progress the game i found that's out true right yeah yeah that is definitely a, an old school kind of game design mechanic where yeah areas are locked off unless Unless you talk to the right person, and then suddenly they are available to uh, to go to these new areas. Because there's one part where you have to get a shrinking potion, and if you don't talk to an NPC in a coffee house, which is like an inn, essentially, the guy that you need to talk to that's shrunk down will not be shrunk down. Yeah. And I found that out the hard way. I'm like, what the hell? And I'm like, oh, that's because <laughs> I skipped a sentence in this, in this walkthrough. Yeah. I went in the house, but I didn't talk to anybody. I just left. But if you don't talk to the one person that tells you something about the shrinking or tells you how they can't get through because the hole is too big, you cannot do it. Yep. Hey, look, you know, they didn't design these games thinking that you were going to be watching uh, walkthrough videos or, or or sitting there with a with a fact or something. No, that that's fine. Like, it doesn't bother me when it, it's older games. It does bother me in newer games when they do it just because oh, I'm yeah. like, we move past that. But that this is fine for back in the day. Yeah, absolutely. I like how this game also has like early on, after, right after the first dungeon, you see the king that you rescued from the first game and his daughter. Like I thought that, oh, yeah. or I keep saying first game, but it, it's not. But it is uh, for America. Yeah, first first game here in the West. I think we understand that. I know. I just feel like I'm being disrespectful <laughs> to the Goemon. Uh, I liked yeah. it. I, it made me happy to see that they did recurring characters. You know, have a little bit of that, but mostly this is such a, a different game. Yeah. Well, that's. That's the thing, like the Goemon series, they like the those characters, like the the king and his daughter, yeah, or you know, they they show up in a in a lot of the games and stuff. I mean, there was a I don't know if you remember this, there was an actually a, a Goemon anime. Uh, I did not know even know there was one. There there's a Goemon anime, and it actually got a a Western release. Wow! Back in uh, 
you know, late nineties, early aughts. Well, you know what? Probably around the time of this game. Cause I think it, I think they, they may have called the anime mystical ninja starring Goemon or just mystical ninja. Um, so, you know, it was certainly meant to like kind of tie into, to this game, but yeah, it, it got a, it got a domestic release over here. And, uh, you know, like all those characters are, are in the game or in the anime as well. So that's really cool. Yeah. I never even knew there was an anime. See, it didn't air on Toonami at the time. No, no, I, I don't know. I don't know if it got any, I don't know if it aired anywhere. Uh, You know, they, they released DVDs certainly every, you know, month or two, a new volume of the the DVDs would come out. So I don't know if it ever aired anywhere. uh, $30 for two episodes back then. (laughs) Whatever the ridiculousness it was for anime at that time, man. Yeah, yeah, it was. That's why I, I didn't buy anime as a kid. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it was. It was very expensive back then to uh, to do that, unfortunately. But but yeah, well, you know that was kind of like the early heyday of uh, when when anime was like just starting to like really take off here in the U.S. I'm and definitely so- curious now to watch it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm, it's not good, but it's I'm not. Curious it's now. not great. It's not great. But but uh, you know. It exists, so yeah, I'm, I'm I've come to conclude I'm okay with that. I'm okay with things existing for the most part. The only time I ever get mad is when there's a game that comes out for the PS3, let's say for example, then gets re-released in the PS4 and then remade again for the PS5. Uh, then I get a little irritated. But other than that, I'm I'm okay. You know, it doesn't bother me. And you're like, yeah, yeah, sure. If you want to keep, you know, re- remake things that exist, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played Last of Us for PS4 or PS5, but just the fact that I'm like, you have so many other great things you could do, and you're just like, yeah, Naughty Dog, yeah, I, we know you, you know, here, just yeah. keep making these. <laughs> Although the PS5 Last of Us is really good. I'm sure it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those things where I'm like, man, you can do other things, can't you? So I get it. You 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 know, you play, you played that game already. I understand. Yeah. I only played the PS3 version. I didn't like it a whole lot, but right. I don't like... I don't like really dark games either. I like oh. my games to be happy. That's yeah, why I like this game grabbed me because this game is so happy and uplifting and, and it doesn't make me sad ever. Last of you didn't, you didn't think last of us was. So I haven't played last of us too, but I'm sure now, I know enough. Well, let me tell you this in last of us two, <laughs> there is a moment where Ellie does get beamed up into a giant robot while an anime song plays and she fights, uh, zombies in, in her giant mech. So, Maybe I'd be okay with that. Yeah, maybe that yeah. game's a little more lighthearted than you assumed. I would be completely okay with that. <laughs> hey, it can, be, it can be a fever dream because she ate some spores and she's just tripping. That's completely fine. <sighs> I'm completely fine with that. Hey, sometimes you need that. Like, I one thing in this game did that I thought was hilarious. You know, it's meant to kind of be a sad, like, you think the old man died. And yes. you find out later on he's just been chilling. Oh, yeah. this town this whole time with a bunch of <laughs> women and stuff. And I, I think it's supposed to be kind of like a brothel he's at, it felt like. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> had it not had had this came out in Japan and not America, it would probably have been a brothel. <laughs> so, yes. Oh, I did find it interesting how like with Yang when you or not Yang. What, God, what is the name of the little robot guy? I know you said it. I, the 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 robot. Yeah. The 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 robot is uh, Sasuke. Sasuke. Uh, when yes. you get him, like you don't get him right away. You get part of him, and then you have to go find these two batteries throughout the game, yes. and then you finally get to play as him. And the fact that they gave each character a couple different items, I thought was really cool. Like the, yeah. to give you a reason to use other characters. Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah. since you brought up the robot, we can talk about that. That I was not expecting a giant robot. Goemon Impact was. I mean, I knew of it. Yes. But I was not expecting this song to start playing and everything else uh-huh. to come along with it. I was like, all right, that is that was unexpected. It's and and you know what? They uh yeah, so for, for those who don't know, uh 
at at a few points throughout this game, you know, and and like like we were saying, it's it's kind of a you know 3D platformer adventure game for the most part. But every now and again, it will get to a part where Goemon busts out a a big uh, a conch shell and blows into it to summon the giant mech Goemon Impact, which kind of looks like a robotic version of Goemon, and. <laughs> And he, At and least he, he doesn't blow into his flute. It looks like a dagger with his mask on. So hey, there's that. <laughs> but it's 100% what it is. I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> it's 100% of Power Ranger. Well, oh, yeah. I shouldn't say Power Ranger. more of, God, I know the word. Sen- well, is it I Sentai? Mean, uh, well, Sentai is like Power Ranger. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the Power Rangers is is uh, Super Sentai in Japan. But yeah, it's it's like a you know one of the giant fighting robots. You know, giant robo or... Or Big O, or Mazinger Z, or you know any of those, and yeah, he he gets beamed up into it as a as a as a, as a theme song plays with you know complete with lyrics. It's very and, funny, and uh, yeah, and and you spend a a level just kind of going through smashing through stuff, and then so you I didn't up, understand up the purpose of the side scroll levels. Like I, I saw there's a bar that like moves up or down, yeah. and I didn't understand what I was supposed to do. I, I think it's like if, you know, as you destroy stuff, you know, because you're crashing through buildings and mountains and stuff like that. And it kind of like builds up your strength for when you reach the boss encounter at the end, which is it's all a, a first person perspective. Like you're in the cockpit of the robot at this point. Uh, but, yeah, it's basically just like, yeah, smash. You smash things to to uh, build up your health. And then, yeah, okay. if, yeah, and if there's like obstacles, I, I think like maybe you got to like dodge like mountains and things like that. But like and ropes and because they, yeah. they trip your mech and then you fall and then he spins out. Exactly. But yeah, the more the more like breakable objects you smash, uh, the the higher your health is going to be once you, you know, once you reach the boss fight. OK, that's cool. I had I was wondering how that worked. I also was not a fan of these fights, but I'm realizing now that I'm watching the speedrun while we're talking, I was doing them completely wrong. Oh, OK, because it took me forever. I'm like, God, I'm only doing it. This guy has like 2000 health. And I, if I get one good hit, I do 100. I'm like, this is and most of the time I'm hitting him with coin doing like 10 oh, five yeah. damage from 2000 is not much. Right. And I'm now, and I'm like, God, this is taking way too long. And I just watched a speedrun of it, and he did like a multi punch. We took out like 500 health in yep. one shot, hitting this guy. Yeah, and you can I use, did not do any of that. You can <laughs> use your hook shot to like, you know, snag him and pull him in towards you, and then do the the fury uh, punches. Oh, I did the hook shot, but I only used the hook shot to disable when they were about to do certain attacks. I didn't want to deal with. Okay. I'd hit him with the hook shot, and then it would disable that attack. Okay. I didn't know that you, because I was like, "This is taking way too long. This is ridiculously long." <laughs> no, yeah, you can you can do like a scorpion get over here kind of thing to drag him over to you to set him up for for counterattacks and stuff like that. So I would have enjoyed it a lot more because I was wondering why these fights were so long and hard and and annoying <laughs> when the other boss fights in this game are fine. Yeah. Okay, oh. so I'm glad to see it's not a game error; it's a player error. I'm I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm completely okay with player error, which is something where it's there. I just wasn't hitting the right buttons or whatever. Then this is why video games used to come with instruction manuals. Yeah, it's weird. My my copy didn't. <laughs> I'm sure I could have found a version of it, but I also this is a great game to play in the Steam Deck, by the way. Oh, is it? It, it was. I can it was, see. It was great to have handheld, just be sitting in my car waiting for my wife somewhere and just playing <laughs> Goemon. Nice. And Steam Deck emulates 64 really well, by the way, too. So. Oh, does it? 
well, which thing. is nice because I I've had issues with 64 emulation before. Oh yeah, yeah. There's so much where I had to buy Pokemon Snap on the Wii U to play it because I couldn't get it emulated. I fully support you purchasing Pokemon games. <laughs> I do too. Like in general, I try to purchase if if I can buy a game, I will buy a game and then pirate it just because I want save states. But if if you if you can sell it to me, especially on Steam, I will buy said game. Just be like, I want to support it even if I don't want to play it that way. But it was more of I didn't want to buy it in the Wii U because it's like fuck the Wii U type of thing. Because this wasn't that long ago, right? That's different. But no, if I could buy Pokemon Snap on Steam in a heart heartbeat, I would. But that's a different thing. <laughs> Uh, the you know what talking about impact and more specifically the impact theme song one of the one of the things that you know immediately strikes you with this game when you first turn it on is uh, the intro has a theme song as well this game has a lot of music and by a lot of music I mean like a lot of like musical numbers you know where you're listening to songs with lyrics and yeah. they're all they're all in Japanese and they're all subtitled but. It it again kind of sets that kind of goofy, lighthearted mood. But the um the thing I wanted to point out was that like the opening theme song during you know during the game's intro, uh, where that you know it's it's you know excitedly singing about Goemon, um <laughs> that theme song like they they went all out and by they I mean Konami went all out with this game and and specifically the music that title theme for this game is performed by and i had to look up his name but uh that opening song is performed by hironobu kageyama who you know here in the u.s nobody knows who that is of course no uh, i have no idea but over in japan he is uh very famous he he is he is referred to as the prince of anime and tokusatsu songs because he has he's he sings tons of of theme songs for like anime and tokusatsu shows like the the probably the the biggest one maybe certainly the one that would probably be most well known to to people in the west was he sang the uh theme song to dragon ball z oh uh, the, uh, that i do chala know head <laughs> i know the song barely yeah chala head chala that was that was that guy and then they hired him to sing uh uh, the theme song to the Goemon game and the um, the impact song, uh, the song, you know, the song that plays during those sequences where you because they do they they do this whole elaborate, uh, you know, just, you know, again, straight out of like a Voltron show or something where, you know, the, the robot is, you know, you're getting all these dramatic shots of the robot gears kind of spring to life and stuff like that. But that song is performed by uh, Ichiro Mizuki. Who again also did a lot of like he uh, did some theme songs for some uh, common rider shows. Uh, again, uh, well, a uh, great Mazinger, Captain Harlock anime, Mazinger Z. So yeah, he's he's also like a a very famous uh, anime and tokusatsu uh, theme song uh, performer. So that's you know, pretty cool. I didn't realize yeah. I, I didn't realize that at all. But that's cool. I mean. I like that they didn't translate. They just left it in Japanese because it, it doesn't need to be translated. The, the humor of it is, is there just fine. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I honestly, I mean, it's it's one of those uh, kind of, you know, happy coincidences kind of thing where I'm sure a big portion of them not of them not translating. It was a budget thing. Oh, I'm sure it was, too. But also, I think it services the game better. It services the game's world better. Yeah, I agree. 
I mean, they have it in English translation in, like, in text, which is good enough. You can read the lyrics. But, right. like, for example, Outlaw Star, I can still send Kimidaki, Dumidaki. I mean, <laughs> I, for, I used to know what it meant in English, but, like, it doesn't matter. Music is fine. You know, music can transfer in any language. It just, you exactly. might not understand what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> you can still enjoy the music. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. So the impact stuff was, now that I know how much I was screwing up, <laughs> I think I would have greatly appreciated the impact stuff way more, where every time it came, I'm like, oh, damn, here we go again. Another boss yeah. fight. And, it's, and, and and it is, and you know, they use that sparingly. I think there's three impact sequences in the game. There's, yeah, underwater boss fight, a boss fight with a boss that looked like he was from Mystical Ninja for Super Nintendo, yeah. and then the final boss fights. Yeah, because there's one, they, they do, they, they give you one very early in the game, just to kind of, like, introduce it to you and just, you know, be like, this is what this game is about. This game has giant robot sequences, and then... You go the rest of the game, you know, just normal. But then kind of towards the end, they bring up, you know, a couple more impact sequences for you. It's, it's, it's kind of a treat. It doesn't overstay its welcome. No. I will say that. Like, there's enough of it, but there isn't more to the point where you're like, screw this. Like, you yeah. didn't do that. Yeah. If if you, like, if every stage, I mean, not that this game has, like, levels or anything. It has four that, dungeons that you go to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's certainly, yeah, I mean, well, you know what, at the end of, like, dungeons, if, like, every dungeon ended with an impact fight, it would not, well, it wouldn't have the same impact. Well, I guess there's, <laughs> there's five dungeons if you count the final one. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, there's three fights that you do throughout the game, but they don't feel, it wasn't, it, it didn't, it definitely didn't overstay its welcome. Now that I'm, I'm doing the math, I'm like, well, it seems like there's more, but they're, they're far enough apart that you're okay with it. Right. So it, it didn't bother me that they had them. I mean, it irritated me a little bit because I'm like, I don't want to do this because I it takes too long and I suck at it and I have to save state constantly. But now I find out because I was doing completely wrong. Hey, you know. So that's why I had to, like, not get hit by any moves because I'm like, God, this takes forever because I didn't do the combos <laughs> that you're supposed to do. And I guarantee you someone mentions it somewhere, too, in this game. I would not be surprised. Yeah. There's a lot of talking in this game. There's a lot of NPCs that will tell you random stuff that, yep. again, I ignored them, but. I also didn't realize how you save in this game legitly by going to coffee shops and talking to someone there or going to inns. I didn't even find out inns existed till way late in this game. Oh, man. Again, didn't have to. Yeah, <laughs> true. It wasn't until the final area I found out, oh, you can buy armor so you take less damage. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I uh-huh. didn't find that out either, so. <laughs> <laughs> but you got through it. The yeah, I mean, part. I was cheating, so I didn't. it wasn't an issue, but. I'm I'm glad that it had a lot of things that would have made the game easier for somebody who would have played this back in the day. Right. You know, making it. I always appreciate when games find ways to make a game easier, not make you have to be like extremely good and do a part, you know, perfect every time for way longer than you should, like a Ninja Gaiden type game or something of that nature. Yeah. Like, I'm glad that when games are like got friendlier. That's as a person. I love when games get friendlier as time progressed. Absolutely. And even though I'd like, because I'm watching the speedrun right now where they went to some place I never went to, I, I felt like I got enough hearts in this game just by playing through the game, exploring and and enjoying it that like I didn't feel like even had I not been cheating, I didn't feel like it was it would have been impossible to beat. Yeah, because the fights weren't that hard. Health was present enough. Even enemies drop health sometimes. Not enough, mm-hmm. in my opinion, but it wasn't it was enough. I'm sure just right. I like health like all the time. <laughs> Because again, I'm a I'm that type of gamer that wants the game to be very easy. So hey, I'm I'm right there with you. <laughs> that, that's just, gaming for me. I fell in love with gaming even more when I got the 360 era. I'm like, oh, now you're giving me checkpoints every time I I turn around. All right, awesome, I'm in. Because that's kind of where we're at now, and I I love it, and I never want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, I mean, this game was just, this game was beautiful, too. And for the fact this is 64 games, 64 games are ugly. I mean, this game is ugly for, you know, 2023. But, like, for a 64 game, I thought this game was actually pretty cool looking. No, it looks, it looks pretty darn good. Or, you know, again, N64 is not a system that <laughs> holds up really well visually. But this game still looks, uh, you know, pretty okay. Yeah, it didn't I, hurt my eye. I think a lot of that has to do with just the the style that they adopted and, you know, they kept it uh, nice and cartoony. It's, you know what, it's kind of the same effect that the Mega Man Legends games have, which, you know, for the uh, the, the PlayStation, uh, you know, the, the uh, PS1. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, those games are, you know, very low poly count and, you know, you look at a lot of early 3D PS1 games, and they're really tough to look at these days. I mean... <laughs> oh, yes, they are. You know, you look... I mean, even even like Metal Gear Solid, which, you know, obviously a classic game. It's, you know, it has a, uh, you know, a pretty distinctive visual style, but it's it's not the easiest game to look at these days. No. But, there are some uh, that did not age well. Yeah. But you look at, like, the Mega Man Legends games, and yeah, they're they're really low poly and everything, but they still look really good because they took it, you know, they, they played to the strengths of the low polygon count, you know, and, and the texture work that they used on those polygons, you know, big expressive features, bright colors, very defined uh, shapes and everything. So those games still look, you know, the style is still really kind of appealing despite being you know, technically limited. And I think uh, going on here does the same thing. And it's really effective. The cartoony style works a lot. Absolutely. Like there is one part where you have to climb in the back of a, of a dragon. And that yes. amused me a lot. For some reason, it made me think of Dragon Ball, original Dragon Ball, when he gets, or no, no, Dragon Ball Z, when he gets killed and he has to walk the dragon road. Yeah. I don't know why, but that's what went through my head. Well, I, 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 I'm assuming that the reason why is because that I'm like 99% sure that was a, a very deliberate reference. Yeah, I'm sure it was too. But that's what, that's what I thought. I'm like, huh. Just I mean, again, head. again, Konami hired the guy who sang the Dragon Ball Z theme song. Yeah, that's the reason why I thought of it now. <laughs> so, I'm like, hmm. Also, also remember later in the game when Goemon gets his like strength enhancement where he can start, <laughs> Oh, yeah. He goes Super Saiyan. That when I when that first happened, I laughed. I was when all of a sudden his, you you had to do it to move a block, and his hair goes gold and stands up. I'm like, okay, yep. that's fucking hilarious, guys. Like, <laughs> bravo. <laughs> so yeah, you know, running along the back of a of a super long uh, serpentine dragon. Yeah, that's absolutely a reference to the Dragon Ball. I I just it was just so much humor in this game, and so much oh, little yeah. things and. This game even gives you a fast travel, which, again, not all games do at this time. Like, when you get right. the blue dragon, that then you can teleport from city to city. I mean, sure, you got to watch a little cutscene, and Yeah. But, I mean, how many 64 games had fast travel at this time? That's true. You know, I mean, you don't have as many, you know, open-world adventure-type games. But, like, you know, to have that fast travel is a really nice thing. And they also make it even funnier. They're like, yeah, I mean, because the old guy's like, oh, I can play it. They're like, no, no, we're give, we don't trust you. We'll give it to the girl instead. <laughs> like, just little things that didn't need to be in the game that work, and, and the humor is just hilarious. Yep. Ugh. And it gives you enough fast travel points, too. Like, it's not chintzy where you can go. You can travel to a lot of places to do what you got to do, and nothing's ever that far from a fast travel. And I appreciated that from a game standpoint. They did that. Yes. I mean, it had, it had a few quality life things for a, a game from the 64 era. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, 
the bosses were creative enough. I mean, they're all pretty. I mean, they were all pretty simple to figure out what to do. Like, oh, hit them when they're when they start glowing red or something. You know, hit them when the glowing red spot or something of that, which I'm fine with in that era. Right. But they were all decent. I didn't have a problem with any of the boss fights. Yeah. Oh man. Just the impact stuff I had a problem with, but again, now I know why. <laughs> I can't believe I, I can't. I could. I, I tried to figure out too. I was hitting buttons, but yeah, I was hitting buttons correctly apparently. <laughs> I mean, it's. You know, it's it's one of those things where, yeah, if you didn't have a manual to kind of explain that because that that, you know, that game mode, these first person battles that you only do like three times during the, the game, they they are so very different from what you were playing before. And the game doesn't explain any of it to you in the game. No, but that's like, that's kind of how games were at the time, though, too, oh, because they had an instruction book. So why tell you in the game and you can just read it? Exactly. Why pay someone to program it when you can just pay someone to write it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's easier and cheaper. So it's true, and it doesn't take away from the experience. I mean, this is before you had, you know, like, we brought Metal Gear, where Metal Gear is like, press the action button to talk. <laughs> like, you know, it's a different time. Yeah, Snake that wasn't you a thing. Press the Y button to talk. <laughs> so you don't have that. Yeah. I mean, you also get cool abilities that don't really serve a purpose that much, but are there. Like, you get the fire ability when you give money to the greedy god or something. Oh money yeah, god, like I. I know I used it once when the game made me, but never, never use it again. <laughs> but like, I mean, I'm still happy that all that stuff was there. I'm happy that every character got a different spell of some sort. And Ye, uh, Ye gets a freaking rocket launcher at one point. Yeah. I never <laughs> used it, but I was like, okay, cool. It's there. I didn't use her as I used her a lot. And then when I got S- uh, Sasuke, I used him a ton because I just liked the way he played. Yeah. Which I did not expect to like him as much as I as I did. Okay. I would switch between the two just because I like the way I, I like the way the girl played too. I'm like, okay, and I just love I just love how she pulls out her katana and just slices people off. I'm like, this is awesome. And then she also has the uh, ability to turn into a mermaid. Oh yeah, and you know that reminds me, it now has been two games. If I had a nickel for every time I played a game where you transfer into a mermaid on this podcast in the last two months, I'd have two nickels, which is very mm-hmm. strange. It's happened twice in, in within two months. <laughs> Oracle of eight, uh, Oracle of Ages did the same thing. Oh yeah, that's right. Months, but that's right. That wasn't terrible in this game. Yeah. It actually, underwater stuff was actually okay in this game, and you could actually hurt enemies underwater, so I did not find out until the very end of the underwater stuff. Yeah, underwater stuff in games is is so hit and miss. You know, that it's usually whenever I get into an underwater area of a game, even modern games, I'm always just kind of like, oh, I got to go through this now. (laughs) It's usually a pain. But yeah, it's not too bad here. No, it wasn't. It wasn't terrible. Like, I was like, this is actually kind of fun. Yeah. You know, and they, I didn't, I wasn't crazy about all the mini games you had to do in order to get abilities. I mean, but that's oh, yeah. fine. Yeah. The one to get the shrink ability was really stupid where you had to like hide from this big face that looked like he was from Earthbound <laughs> that kept staring at you and then would throw bombs at you. That was uh, but it was, it was a, it was a neat, uh, I like the, the change of perspective where, you know, you were tiny little Epsimaru hiding in this giant cabinet. Yeah, it, it's creative. I mean, they weren't bad. Had I played this in the 64, I would have enjoyed them more. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. They were cool. Now, I, I still appreciate when games do different things to switch up the gameplay. Yes. I remember what some one. of the other ones were. I know the mermaid one, you had to like, swim up the waterfall, which that was fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, try- I'm trying to remember what some of the other ones were, too. There's a jetpack you get for Sasuke. Oh, that's Sasuke. right. That's right. Whatever that name is. And that, was, that was fun. I don't remember the minigame. I just remember the jetpack was fine. Oh, there's a balloon game. We got to like hit these things to stop them from popping balloons. And that mm-hmm. was miserable. Yes. Like you have these different 
you have five different things that are like rising up to pop balloon. You have to like move around, move your camera around and keep throwing hammers at them to keep them from rising all the way up. And that's right. It was very, very annoying and revol- <laughs> and used a lot of save states to get me to do it right. Because <laughs> it was you only see a couple at a time and they would go fast before you that's saw right. it coming. I did not like that's- that game. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. I mean, they're one-time things. You do them once. You know, you unlimited amount of tries. Like, it's not... It didn't punish you. It didn't say, okay, now you gotta pay us money to try again. Like, it just said, okay, here you go. Just keep trying until you get it right. Yeah. So, that's that's fine. And that fits a 64 game. And it, it they weren't over... They were annoying, but they weren't overly challenging for what they are. <laughs> so, it was fine. Uh, I forgot about some of that. Like, I know at one point you get ice daggers for Sasuke, which are... Oh, yeah, yeah. Only okay. used in a couple parts, but still cool. I mean, you would freeze enemies, and that was yes, yeah. They they you know this game's got a pretty healthy amount of variety in it. Yeah, and the, and the controls were were solid. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have issue with the with the jumping. I you know everything felt pretty solid for this era, mm-hmm. which is you know not bad. The camera can be a little tricky at times, but okay, the camera was. But then again, like cameras just weren't they didn't have the cameras down yet at this time well, that's just it yeah I mean, I mean, mario 64 cameras you know better but it's still atrocious at times right you know it wasn't talk arena time and they figure okay press x you know press the z and you can then do the z targeting or move the camera behind you like that wasn't a thing yet so right i mean there were times i tried to move the camera and go oh yeah sorry wrong game you're not playing that you know wrong era but that's fine like it didn't take away from the experience for me the game would usually end up putting the camera where i could see what i was doing and had I, you know, played this game in 98, not, you know, 2023, it wouldn't have bothered me. I wouldn't have known any better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's that, too. So I can I can, I can give it that. <laughs> yeah, I can't complain oh. for a game for not having quality of life features that I expect. And, you know, 20 years later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this I is... always try to judge a game on this, how it feels when you re- when you play it or replay it, you know, what mm-hmm. and it felt good. Like there I didn't have problems with this game. I wanted. At first, I didn't want to start it. I was very reluctant to start. I'm like, oh, it's an N64 game. It's going to be, you know, stupid. It's going to be junk, you know, junk at times. And, right. and as I got into this game, I didn't want to stop playing. I'm like, this is a ton of fun. Yeah, it's surprisingly good. And not a lot of people know it, unfortunately. <laughs> no, it's I've never really heard a lot of people talk about it either. Yeah, it's I'm well, again, it's it's not from a franchise that has a huge following here in the West and it's, you know, certainly on, on the system that it is on has been overshadowed by like Mario or Zelda, you know, the, the big yeah. games, uh, in the, well, I mean, as a whole, you know, third party games don't get a lot of recognition on N64. And certainly part of that is certainly part of that is, is that there aren't a lot of very good third party <laughs> games on the 64. <laughs> no, there's not. But, but every now and again, there is, and and this is one of them, but, you know, everyone's too busy remembering uh, all the Nintendo stuff or, you know, uh, all the rare stuff, which, you know, at the time was like a second party, basically. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's, it is a kind of a forgotten, you know, gem on the system and it doesn't help that you know, there is no, you know, legal way to play it on on modern systems you know no, this, i mean this game has not been made available again no it sucks because it, you know, it I mean, really should be and even like another thing i just want to before we go there another thing i want to bring up like the platforming as this game progresses it has more challenging platform but none of it felt unbearable either yeah as long as you're not stupid yeah <laughs> i mean like it wasn't like you had to be like perfect time you just had to be patient sometimes yes 
but to go, to go on to what you just said, I, I said I do want to mention that. Like, it, it sucks that there's no way to to play this legally because a lot of people won't experience it. I mean, I didn't even experience this because I don't like N64 emulation. I love Mystical Ninja of Super Nintendo, and I've heard you talk about this game, and I've been curious, but I'm like, I don't want to deal with 64 emulation, so I'm just not going to bother. Right. And, yeah. you know, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that would that would never ex- that will never experience this game until it gets re-released. And then I like we talked about earlier, if they brought this on a collection, you know, people would buy it at some point. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's you know, it's one of those things where it's like, yes, yeah, so many of like the you know big uh, first party N64 games are pretty readily available these days all things considered you know between like yeah. the switch online and oh, yeah. i forgot about that just put this in the switch online if they could like that would be enough to get people to play but i guess that you know they wouldn't make money off it really then yeah i mean it boy if i uh, get it but yeah, but oh geez yeah now I, uh, i'm just so used to like the switch online just being again like the first party stuff where you know it's like i mean I don't think there's anything stopping them from putting this up there. I mean, I, I, you know, I have no idea what they would have to do in terms of talking to Konami or, or whatever, but you know, if, if they'd have to pay like licensing fees or anything like that, I have no Probably. idea. I mean, but, I'm sure there's one of licensing that would be in there that why this game has never been, well, partly why the game never been released. Part of it is just Konami that isn't the title. So there's that too. Yeah. So, I mean, I almost forgot to mention this, but there's a boss that's a freaking reference to the first boss in Mystical Ninja where it has, like, even throws yep. a spinning disc at you you have to knock back. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and that's one of the, the late game bosses, right? If I remember correctly? Yeah, it is. It's, yeah. I think, the third dungeon or so. Okay. Because the, the fourth dungeon is the submarine, which was cool. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, it's such, it's so much fun. Yeah, no, it's surprisingly really good 64 game, but no, I, I, I would love to see this come out again. Like, and, and when you mentioned the fact of a collection, I would love a collection because I've never experienced the other Nintendo games that I would love to play. I haven't, and I know it was a PS2 game that never came to America. Like, I don't, yeah. I, I know that'd be asking a lot from them to translate everything and bring it, but I would be happy as hell. But yeah, like just, even if they just release some of the stuff and put it in a collection, the stuff that already came to America, already translated, find a way just to, you know, emulate it and throw it on a, you know, throw it up for sale. Mm-hmm. But my guess is there's probably our licensing fees because Goemon isn't owned by Konami. I don't. It's owned by just whoever, or maybe it, maybe it's even like public domain by this point for them. Oh, I can't imagine that's the case. I'm you don't sure. Think so? I'm, I'm sure Konami still has the rights for this. Yeah, I mean for the games. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I was thinking. I know Goemon's based on a real person. True, true. But yeah, I mean it's 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 so fictionalized. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, you know what's funny is um, the the you know real life uh, person that that you know the the real life Goemon that these games are obviously very loosely inspired by is also playable in the Samurai Warriors games from Koi. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, in uh, I mean, I don't I don't think he's in all of them, but in a few of the Samurai Warriors games, you can play as Ishikawa Goemon, a uh, who was a like a legendary thief in, uh, you know, in, in Japanese history. Who got killed Back with like, oil. Yes, yes, he was, he was boiled, uh, I, I just, was boiled man, alive. I and, hate uh, that idea of that's how you, like, you have all these ways to kill people, like, just, they're not, right? And that's the way you go, like, just stab them, just make it simple, shoot them with an arrow, like, why? Yes, no, he was, he was boiled, uh, I mean, I, 
you know, I, I have no idea if this is, this is, I mean, that's the legend. I don't know if this is actually, I mean, it did happen to people. That's true. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that was, I was watching the two doors, which I don't recommend that show, but at one point, <laughs> and there's a scene where they, a guy tried to poison the King cause he was hired to, and they boil him alive in, in oil. Oof a doof. And I'm no just like, thing. no, just, just, shoot. I mean, at this point, it's like, just shoot the guy, uh, hang him at least like, you know, but I oh, guess you yeah. got to get a point across. It's yeah, it's to, it's to deter uh, future uh, future people from doing the same thing. And humans they? are terrible. Oh, well, there's them. obviously that we knew that. My goodness. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, that doesn't happen in this game. <laughs> no, this, this <laughs> game is nice and friendly and not uh, and not terrible. And like even the MacGuffins of having to collect the four mystic items, it's enough. Like it isn't too many oh, yeah. of an items. Yep. It isn't like, oh, we got to go do all this. Like, it's enough where you, you enjoy it. And there's even the humor of the fourth one where, like, yeah, I dropped it somewhere else. But we'll, we're going to fight anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that amused me, actually. At first, I'm like, oh, that's stupid. Then when I actually played it, I'm like, okay, that that's hilarious. And they call you they call you the wrong name the whole game. The enemy, the villains call you, oh, like, yeah. what, Fernandin? Or or, or, I think, yeah, Fern, Fernando, I think. Or Fernando, yeah. Oh, one well, of those. Yeah. Yeah, the villain who... Uh, can't be bothered to remember your name, but gives you a nickname just because he likes the sound of it. <laughs> it was, it was funny. It's a good, so funny little game. Oh, it was a lot better. And I, I did. I mean, even like the, the sub dungeon was kind of fun. I like yeah. that. There's like, you go to ice mountain at one point and the game makes you do a little bit of backtracking. They even upgrade your weapons throughout the game, which I, yep. I, I appreciated that. Now my weapons are stronger so I can break things. I couldn't break earlier for story reasons. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't a bad thing and it was a nice feature yes oh man is it isn't it in the uh is it in the submarine where you're fighting like uh like food and stuff like that as well yes yeah where there's like you know like living sushi that you're yes. battling and i think at one point aren't you swimming through like like miso soup or something i think so yeah yeah where you're swimming and there's this like there's just food in there. Yeah. Chunks that's, of yeah. seaweed or like, uh, like circles of, uh, sliced onions. Uh, I did not catch that. That's what we were doing, but yeah, you are right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's a sub dungeon or the last dungeon, but you definitely oh, do swim right. through soup at one point. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, it works. I mean, it works for the oh, humor yeah. of the game and what they were going for. And it, yeah, I was never bored. I can say that throughout this entire playthrough, I was never once bored with this game. No. How, how could you be? <laughs> How could you be? I also explored a decent amount. I didn't get full hearts, but I had a, I had a decent amount of hearts by the time I finished this game. Okay, good. And that was not really even using a guide. I was just kind of playing through. I mean, I had a guide, yes, but it wasn't a guide that told me where everything was. It was just more of me just kind of like, oh, I, I see this item. I'm going to get this item. Right. And I would go through out of my way to get said item. Good. So random question. But when I was playing this, there's the one guard that won't let you cross a bridge at one point. Until you oh. throw a log at him and break his Achilles heel. Yes. Humorous. Is it just me or he really looked like he was from Brave Fencer Musashi? I know it's a deep cut oh. here, but. Gosh, yeah. I mean. I don't know if you played that game anytime. I, I, did, <laughs> I, no, I did play it back on the PS1. I absolutely did play it on the PS1 and it's a very good game. That's uh, what it reminded me of. Just the way he looked reminded I, me of Brave Fencer Musashi. I could see it. I could see it. Oh, we haven't talked about the weird-ass alien that you have to talk to at one point in this game, Plasma, the fortune teller. Oh, Plasma! That's fucking strange. Oh, man. Let me tell you, this this game, you know, I, I, I you know, fell in love with it back on the N64, back when it was originally released. And my girlfriend at the time, who 
well, is is my wife currently. I, I got her into this game. I showed this game to her back when, because we were dating at the time. I was like, you got to check out this game. It's outstanding. And she got super hooked on it. She actually ended up playing through this game a few times back in the day as well. And for the longest time, Plasma Man was was a, a long-running in-joke between the two of us. You know, we'd be out at dinner or something, and I would just randomly just yell out, Plasma! <laughs> she would just start cracking up, and people are looking at us like we're idiots. Which That's we were. the fun, though. But yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, but Plasma it will, will tell you your fortune for a, for a few coins or... Yeah, you have to go to him uh, towards the end for... Yeah, you have to talk to him at least once. For, yeah. To make the game progress. Yes. But yeah, it's so weird. You go into his his lair and, you know, he's got these giant, like, oiled up muscle dudes dancing around <laughs> it's him. So and... weird. It's so Japanese. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And he, he, he screams out plasma and, you know, with a, with a you know, voice sample. Impressive for this, for this era. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you know, this game does not skimp on uh on on vocal effects considering it has what? 3 songs in the game? Uh, you got the opening theme song. There's Again, the with, song I think with too. All the lyrics. Yeah, and you got the I am Impact and then uh, Gorgeous My Stage, which is the the song you get at the, towards the end of the game when you're about to fight the uh, final bosses. Is it Yeah, I think it is, is it, I think it's just those 3 songs, yeah. I think so. I wasn't. I had. I did have sound on for this entire game just because okay. I. I had to because it was amusing yeah. me. Yeah. The music is also great in this game too. Yeah, just in general. Yeah. Just yeah. I mean, not even talking about the the lyric. No, uh, just the, like the music and some of the music felt straight from the Super Nintendo game, like ad- adjusted a oh, bit. Yeah. But I could tell, like, you copied some of this stuff. Yes. I have played a Super Nintendo game way more than I realized in my life to find <laughs> out how much how much brain space it had in there that. Again, I don't think about that game often, but when I heard the music or heard certain things, I'm like, oh, yep, that, that's from that game. And, like, my brain just knew. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that's one of the nice things about this series is it's it's very much, you know, no matter what system you're playing it on, a Goemon game is going to feel like a Goemon game. And a lot of that is because the the music always has that, you know, that kind of, you know, that very Japanese feel to it. Yeah. And it's you know it's it's usually pretty uh, lighthearted and and bubbly, very yeah. perky. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to put it. Uh, and Kyle, you made it. We have a third person that joined. I did not uh, realize you were even here. <laughs> Can you hear me? Uh, yes, yes. Sorry about that. My schedule got a little mixed up, and when I realized what time it is, I was like, "Oh my god, good job, me! I'm super late." So, <laughs> hey, it's just like in the game—you just join midway through the game. Yes, exactly. Well, uh, uh, sorry. Just uh, okay. I'll tell you, I'm really embarrassed. Okay, just I wanted to go get some lunch, and I, I I wanted to get free lunch, so I tried to do a sexy <laughs> hypnotic dance, uh, and okay. I I really pissed off the the the. The, the restaurant owner, I really pissed him <laughs> off with my sexy hypnotic dance, and I'm I'm banned for life from the restaurant. And I'll take it. And Is then it? I had to go home and get changed because I was only wearing you know a little red little strap on thing, and yeah. <laughs> well, welcome. Hey, you made it. That's what matters. <sighs> I was I was so confused. I was like, wait a second. I didn't even realize you joined the chat. So I was very confused. <laughs> <laughs> Which also fits the theme of this game. I was also very confused while playing this game. I was happy. Happily oh, yeah. enjoyed it, but very, very confused. Oh, yeah. 
Mm. And I think we have touched on most things in, in this game at this point. Kyle, do you have some things that you want to mention? Like, we talked about the bosses, yeah, the sure. music. I mean, but I actually, <laughs> sure, but I also actually have a little confession with this game. Uh, sure. I might actually surprise some people or maybe shock some people or maybe even make some people a little mad. This is actually my favorite N64 game of all time. Like, I love Mario 64. I love Banjo-Kazooie. I love Zelda Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. And, like, I love all the acclaimed classics of the N64, like Paper Mario. Like, I love all those games. But this is easily my favorite game of the N64. I love this game so, so much. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you about it. It's it's so charming. It's so cute. It's so it's so funny. Like this, I, I just, I also have to give a big shout out to the director of this game, Etsunobo Ebisu, who uh, went on to uh, create the game dev company Good Feel. I know that like, this is one of his big crowning achievements at Konami. And I, I just, I love what he did with this game. This game is just so charming. I, I love exploring this game. I love traveling the world of it. it this game is just just hook, line, and sinker for me. I love it so much. <laughs> no, I mean, I could, you know, before I would have played this, I would not have understood why anybody would have said this is their favorite N64 game. After experiencing it, I completely get it. It's not mine because that's yeah. probably, I'm a, I'm oh, a Zelda no. freak. And no, I, lo- I love Zelda. No, the Zeldas a lot, are. But y- yeah. I can yeah. see it like a long time ago. It feels like a long time ago at this point. Uh, Phil had made a comment about this game in Ocarina of Time, how this game did things first. And I was like, okay. And then when I was playing through it, that was always in my head thinking about, you know, Ocarina and thinking about this game. And I completely can see it. Yeah. Like this takes mm-hmm. so much stuff that, or, you know, Ocarina takes stuff from it that it does later on. I'm like, okay. You know, I mean, it came out only six months later in America, but still like no, it has that same feeling. Like, you know, it did, then this game did it first. So. <laughs> different type of game and yeah. probably much less of a budget than ocarina no, no of course but like I, I don't know like just i think this game just has such a charm to it uh i think it's very zelda light but uh it's not so much that i feel like this game is better than zelda as much as i say that like this is my favorite game but like i just feel like the way this game like developed itself was just so well done like it has that ex like the exploration in this game is really fun it's so charming I love all the the castles in the game. I love how much, like, you really feel like you're exploring Japan in this game. You don't just feel like you're just going through, like, oh, Tokyo, and that's it. Like, you feel you feel like you're you're going, like, you're going way down south in Japan. You feel like you're going west in Japan. You feel like you're really going up north in Japan. Like, you feel like you're you're going to Hokkaido. You feel like you're, you know, like, you, you really feel like you're actually exploring Japan in this. And I love that. See, Phil, I found other people that love this game, too. Well, yeah. see, as well they should. And the funny <laughs> thing is, there was, an, there was an, an, another friend of mine who wanted to come on this, too, but the timing didn't work out because he just bought a house and he's moving. And it was like, I was like, people love this game? I'm like, what? <laughs> Before we did this, I was like, what? Strange. <laughs> I just didn't. No, I can totally get that. I feel like maybe if you just, like, say if you just, like, watch a YouTube video about this game, you may not, like, get it. But I feel like if you actually play it for a little while, like, I feel like that's when you might get it. Like you just really experience this game for yourself. You like, have to. Yeah. You can't. It doesn't look. I mean, as I said before, the game. I mean, the game looks pretty for an N sixty four game, but it is it is an N sixty four game, which have that certain type of charm to it that, <laughs> depending on what they went for, but the way it played and and. One thing I didn't even mention, like you get uh, Sasuke gets bombs in this game, which I never used except when the game made me. But you know, just more features of of the stuff the game had. Yeah. 
and the platforming was good. Like it was, there were some, there were a couple parts that really reminded me of Mystical Ninja for, for Super Nintendo. Oh, where, yeah. Like I was climbing a tower, and I'm like, this feels like this is yeah. straight up from that game. Mm-hmm. Like and, the uh, level where you get where you rescue Ye in yeah. in the Super Nintendo game. Right, yeah, the 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 face boss, like the yeah. giant face, where first yep. you fight those sumo fighter guys, and then like the face comes out, and then you have to fight the face, and it gets bigger and bigger. Like, yeah, like which that's that's another game that I think is just fantastic. Is <laughs> Legend of the Mystical Ninja for Super Nintendo? That game is spectacular. <laughs> Easily one of my favorites for the console. Uh, uh, just let me just say it out here. Yeah, I am a huge fan of the Goemon franchise. I. Uh, there's a lot of games in this series that I just, I absolutely love. So I have uh, an important question to see if I'm the only idiot. So when mm, you were playing as, as the robot, did you, yeah. did you know that you could do the combo moves or did you just do the, like, the weak punches? Here's the weird thing. Unless you like had the manual, which I, I don't even think in the <laughs> manual, they list all, all of the specials. There's a lot of specials in the, uh, that that's the weird thing. Like there's a lot of specials that impact can do. And I don't even think even the manual lists every one of them. Like there's the punch combo where it's like light punch, light punch, heavy punch, or light punch, lunch, light punch, heavy kick. And there's the laser, there's a couple of laser beam attacks you can do. Like, yeah, like <clears throat> I know in the sequel to this game, Goemon's Great Adventure, they actually, on ha- the pause screen, they actually give you a complete list of the moves. But in this game, they don't really tell you. And, it, and it's kind of annoying because. Those are really great. Uh, those are really great moves for like when you need to like cut through the chase and get to the point. Like, yeah, it, it's a little sad they don't actually tell you the moves in uh in this game. I also just realized you can shoot the gold and the mech way faster than what I was doing. Oh yeah. So I just watched. I'm watching the speedrun where they're fighting the final boss and they're just shooting it like. Yeah. I mean, they're dropping his health in no time. Where I was going boom, boom, boom. Yeah. I didn't realize you could just unload. Oh yeah, it. you could just like rapid fire, just like yeah, like oh yeah, no. Like, there's a beam attack that you can do as, as the yeah. as the yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I wow. said, no wonder this game was hard for me as a robot. <laughs> unfortunately, for this game, like I said, like unless you even have like the manual, like they don't actually tell you like all of the moves in this game, and it's kind of sad. I know uh, there's a couple of FAQs I think that actually do have every single special move for impact. Uh, listed but yeah there are hidden impact there are hidden special moves for impact uh for those who want to play this just to give you an fyi i would have appreciated that before i played this (laughs) (laughs) really made this game more i was every time i had to play impact i was upset because i'm like it's gonna take forever Uh. and it's sad too because i actually really like the impact (laughs) fights when you first play it's a little like oh i don't know like no there's that this is gonna be bothersome but like after you play the impact fights a couple of times, I think they start to grow on you. Well, now that I know that I could do other stuff besides one heavy punch of a hundred health of a two thousand yeah, health, <laughs> like yeah. I mean, also this game was forgiving. There was one point where I had to do a continue at the final boss fight, and I was like, "Oh great, is it going to be stupid?" And it was friendly. It let me go right back to the final boss fight. It didn't make me oh, fight yeah. the planet again. It didn't make no, me. No, no, of course not. It was. It was. I was like, I appreciate that. Thank you for being a nice sixty-four game. Because <laughs> sometimes you know, games of this era are like, well, that's nice. You can start complete where you last saved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's that's nice too. Because like, I'm pretty sure right before every single impact fight, and right after every impact fight, they give you a save point. Like right before, yeah. like after the cutscene, it's like, oh, the game wants to save now. Do you want to save your game? Yes or no? And then like after, right after you beat the fight, like. 
Goemon or whatever character you're playing as lands from Impact, and then like the screen comes up, oh, the game wants to save. Do you want to save? Yes or no? Friendly, because I feel like sometimes games are just not that friendly in this era. Uh, Did Goemon's Great Adventure come out the year after then? This? Oh, Great Adventure. Uh, Goemon's Great Adventure did come out, uh, yeah, the year after, 1999. Was it 99? Yeah. Yep, it was. I did not, I'm looking at a video right now, I did not realize that game's a side-scroller. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Goemon's Great Adventure goes for something kind of different with its gameplay. It's a lot more difficult, actually. That's fair, side-scrollers are, can be a pain in the ass. As a guy who sucks at them, I completely (laughs) believe that. (laughs) <laughs> I, I yeah I will fair warning for everybody that wants to play Goemon's Great Adventure. It's also a good game, but like the difficulty is quite a, li- a lot more difficult. It's it's fair warning. It it actually does get pretty difficult. I definitely do want to. Now I'm interested. Yeah. Not because of difficult, but just because this game was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just nice. I mean, it always feels good to be surprised and play a game from the N64. For you know any older era, the eras that I grew up in where I played a lot of games, and to be like find something that I just didn't know existed, and you know that this game did that for mm-hmm. me. It's all thanks to you, Phil. Mention it randomly on Player One at some point. Well, I mean, hang around it. me or listen to me enough, and I will eventually <laughs> mention going on. <laughs> That is very true. But, I mean, that's what did it. I mean, I, much as I love Mystical Ninja for Super Nintendo, I never had an interest to, you know, play this game. And it wasn't until you had talked about it that finally got convinced. I'm like, oh, great. And then, you know, we after we did, you know, Mystical Ninja last year, I want to say, I've this has been on my mind ever since. As well it should be. <laughs> All right, we want to questions, comments, memories. I got, So when I posted, I'm like, oh, no one's going to answer. I posted, like, four different groups. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get nothing. And I actually got, I got a lot of people really complimenting this game. So I'm going to read a few uh, first from the official laser time community pod. They have a podcast too, but from the group uh, from train Johnson, friend of the show, one of my favorite N64 games. I bought the super Famicom games too. also bought this Goemon cell from Japan. He has like a, a cell in the picture. Oh, nice. So he was the one that was almost on this episode uh, from Nick Turner. I love the SNES game and actually started looking at eBay for copies of this a few days ago. Good. I'm sure this isn't cheap. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I have no idea. What a copy of this game goes for nowadays. I am curious. I am going to eBay and look it up. And I can get ads for it for the next few days on Facebook yeah. that I won't be buying. <laughs> Oof, a doof. Not cheap. Huh? Well, okay, now hold on here. Oh, 125 for let's Let's go to sold. Let's go to sold items. <laughs> you mean you don't trust okay. eBay? 20, 25 bucks. That's I'm fair. 25 bu- I know, well, I, you know, here's, here's the problem, though. Are these repro carts? Oh... That's the problem these days. I mean, I'm okay with that existing if you're a person that wants to buy something to play it. In, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As long as you're aware that it doesn't trick you in any shape or form and like and make sure you are aware that you're not buying a real copy for your collector. I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at one of these ones that sold for like 25 bucks. That's looking like a repro cart. Once I once I actually like zoom in and look at the label. And they're not selling it. They're not saying it's a repro cart. That's shitty. That I have a problem with. I, I don't have yep. an issue with people, bu- you know, selling repro as long as you, especially for stuff that doesn't exist anymore. I mean, this is something that came to America, but like for games that never came to America, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. If, yeah, like I'm looking at one cartridge only that sold for about 150 and you look at the label and it's nice and bright and everything looks properly proportioned. And then there's one that sold for like 25 and, you know, an untrained eye is going to look at that label and not think a second uh, thought about it. But 
like, yeah, I look at it and I'm just like immediately like, oh, that Nintendo seal of quality looks a little <laughs> off in its alignment and its shape. And, oh, the font on the Konami logo doesn't really look like the font on the Konami logo. So, that, yeah, that's people when you definitely don't tell people that it's. Yeah. Yeah. That's just like, oh, this is a used item. Yeah, I see what you mean. I'm looking at two different ones yeah. on eBay right now, one for 125 and one for 27. Yeah. And the quality of the label is so like, yeah, yeah, it's darker. The the some of the stuff just looks off. Yeah, like it, it like it looks like it's been kind of s- stretched a little bit. Like it's like the like the label doesn't even fit in the picture they <laughs> took of, of the spot where it would fit on the cartridge. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I'm so. like, really? No, <laughs> you can't. If you are looking to get a, a, a loose copy, just the cartridge of of Mystical Ninja starring Goemon. And you're paying less than about 150 for it. You're probably getting a bootleg. So please be aware. And this is why I hate the modern retro gaming resale market. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't collect. I <laughs> I I used to be a collector. Yes, yeah, games. I'm not anymore. I'm like, nope. Yeah, I, I, I have all my collection. I won't sell it because I'm. This is stupid. But this is just so soulless. Like I hate it. Like. I want people, I want everybody to enjoy retro video games, and this breaks my heart. Like, yeah, I hate this. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, again, if you want to say it's repro and you want every and you make sure everyone's well aware that what they're buying is not authentic, you sell it for cheap enough so people can play a game. I, I don't like it because it's not, but I'm more okay with it than when you take something and like try to pass it off as real because that's just, you're going to upset the person that's buying it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing if you're buying just to play it, and you're like, I want to play this. I want to play as legit hardware. This is my only way to do this. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't agree with it, but you know, fine, whatever. <laughs> but when you're doing it, when you're, you know, tricking people, that's a whole different story. Mm. Real quick. I'll be right back. One of my kids friends just showed up. So I got to go get my uh, kid to, uh, to see if he wants to play. I'll be right back. Hey, you're good. Mm. I'll just read a few comments. Yeah. Uh, from Andrew Bishop. That gave us why I bought a memory card. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea to have one of those. Yeah, this uh, game would be hard to play in one sitting without a memory yeah. card. All right, you from could, you could, but it would take a while. From Gabe Kleinart, I loved this game. All the cultural references went right over my head, but I found the gameplay to be super fun, and I love exploring this goofy world. I know that feeling. I had a couple of culture things, like as a little kid playing this, where I was like, "Oh, I don't know what that is, but it looks so cute and interesting and like delightful." <laughs> like, I didn't know what the the dumpling, the dongo dumplings were as a kid. And like, I thought they were like little marshmallow balls. Like, are those like marshmallows? They look like marshmallows. They're so That's cute. Fair. I want to I try one. They look delicious. They do kind of look like that. I mean, I've always been fascinated by Japanese culture and food because of yeah. the anime and stuff. And I still am. No, of course. Yeah. Same here. I actually go to a ramen restaurant now quite often. That oh, nice. I'm pretty oh. sure is, you know, it's really damn good food. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the authentic stuff. That stuff. Is yeah, it's an authentic. Actual, oh. I'm pretty sure it's authentic place. They have really good ramen. Yes. I get I get seafood oh. ramen every time, and then I gross out my wife when I eat the mussels in front of her. But oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> she hates it. I'm like, ah, I love these. No, things. of course. <laughs> but, uh, and then from the, I watched the entire Orbital Super Replay group from my wife Tiffany Elberton. But have you seen hey. the anime, which we did mention earlier? I didn't even know the anime existed until that. Right, uh, there is an actual anime. It's. Uh, kind of unfortunately like a very like little kids anime it's a little yeah. formulaic but it's cute there's some cute moments uh 
I love seeing that, like, the, the Goemon characters and their, like, original designs are in the anime. Like, E.B. Sumaru looks exactly like E.B. Sumaru. Like, he has the roundness. He has, like, the cute closed eyes, the, the nose. Like, I love that. That's so good. <laughs> I am curious about it now. I don't know. I doubt I'll watch it, but I might look it up and if it's I can cute. find it on YouTube it's, and take a look. It's cute. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, it definitely uh, skews younger. Yeah. Sure. You know that that and it, there is part of it is on YouTube. Yeah, so maybe nice. I'll check out the first episode for like nice. a minute and see what I think. Okay, nice. That's about as far as I I I'm not a big anime guy either, unfortunately. No, that's understandable. Eh. Especially kid it's, anime. It's cute though. I don't know, like if you got like little kids or whatever. Yeah, it's it's really cute. All right, and let's see what else I have here. I have from Nick Ludeman. As a kid, I rented this a ton from Blockbuster, but never owned it, despite it being one of my favorite N64 games. I remember finding the the town NPCs, music, and overall vibe so charming. While most kids looked up to Link, I thought the green hair Sasuke was the coolest dude ever with the jet yeah, yeah. jetpack <laughs> bombs and dual daggers. Right, yes, and he's a little <laughs> robot too, and he's just awesome. Like Sasuke is, he's so cool. Like just like I, I just love his design. I love that. Uh, one of his moves, uh, one of his other moves when he fights is that he shoots his hair upwards. Like, I love that. Just shoots it upwards. Like, <laughs> blink. Like, I love that. That's so great. It's a super charming game from Brendan yeah. Smith. I love this weird ass game. Yeah. The opening song and robot song are still some of my favorite oh, game tunes. And I go back and yeah. listen to them a lot. It's hard to imagine the gameplay holds up, but I loved them back in the day. One of my favorite hidden gems on the system. I remember thinking it was generally funny at times, too. Which reminds me. I forgot to do this earlier, which I apologize once again for being late in oh, this right. podcast, but I just have to say, <clears throat> dash, dash, dash. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say the gameplay still held up for an N64 game. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I have to say that it wasn't, it was still completely playable, completely oh, yeah. fun. Yeah. And that's not always something I can say. No, nope, yeah. it's, it's for an older game. Like it, it's it really, uh, it's it's easy to understand. Like it has that like kind of easy to get into Zelda like feeling. I love that. Mm-hmm. All right, from Levy Chartier. Oh man, I love this on N sixty four. My grandmother had an N sixty four for the grandkids to play when they came over, and this was yes. one of the three games she uh, had, and I played the shit uh, out of it. Hell yes, amazing. That's just weird. Like this is the game that somebody ended up with. I, know, I love right? that. That's that's wonderful. <laughs> And from Colin Venbles, the robot mech song lives rent-free in my head since I was a child. <laughs> uh, from Charles Bells, I enjoyed it, and I I enjoyed it and have both of, of this and its sequel as physical copies from my N64. Nice. Pretty nice. Uh, from Richard Sampson, friend of the show, the first and only mystical ninja game I ever played. At times, it felt almost like it was a farce of a game. Thinking of the ending still makes me laugh. <laughs> from Dakota Elfrain. I have fond memories of getting lost in that game, walking to my local library, looking up an FAQ to get further. <laughs> nice. I did that with Pokemon Yellow to try to get Mew from under that truck or Pokemon yeah. Red or Blue. Oh, oh God, that, 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 <laughs> that, that, that code thing. Those are my early, those are my early days of the internet. We're trying to get yeah. Pokemon in a game that didn't exist. Yes. <laughs> so I'll never forget those days. Uh, from Star Myers, friend of the show. I always remember seeing this weird little game cover in my local rental shop. Never tried it, but need to hear it's good. Mm-hmm. Right. And from the N64 Super Group. Here, okay, here's a good one from Alex Cervantes. Only the best game on the N64. 
There you go. <laughs> yes. For from Jordan Wilkinson, I have yet to play the N sixty four Goemon game, but I did get my hands on the Japan only Gombear Goemon sequels for Super Famicom recently. Oh, good. Those I'm really curious to play, and I have been ever since Phil talked about them last. I think last year when we did the other game. So right, yeah. and now a lot of those, especially for the Super Famicom, are like all translated. So you can That's pretty much plan. yeah go for it. Like like. As the title of the game series is called, go for it, going on. <laughs> uh, from Arthur Korea, I think two out of every three interactions of mine in this group are about this game. One of my favorite games ever. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I was so surprised when I posted this and people are just responding constantly positive. I was like, that is not what I expected. Like, I expected like <laughs> nothing. And oh, people yeah. love this game. And I'm like, yeah. where were people I've never heard anyone talk about but, 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 but Phil? Before this. Same, same. <laughs> so I was really surprised. It really wasn't the inter- uh, like until like the internet that I found people that knew about like going on stuff or like the games because like I used to rent the N sixty four games all the time. I uh, luckily this is I, I consider this a very lucky part of my childhood. Uh, Mystical Ninja for Super Nintendo was one of the few games that we actually owned as a like as like a family as a when I was a little kid. Like we owned. Mario World, we owned Hit the uh, Hit the Ice uh, by Taito. Oh, yeah. We owned uh, Mystical Ninja, and we owned I think Sim City and Lemmings. Those were all the games we owned it for Super Nintendo. <laughs> oh, and okay. yeah, like luckily, lucky enough, we owned Mystical Ninja, and just oh man, just the <laughs> hours I spent on that game. I don't even know how I got Mystical Ninja. I mean, I know it was actually was a game my mom found, <laughs> but I don't even yeah. know why I had it. Like it was just one of the games I had that my mom bought me, and I remember playing mm-hmm. it a ton. And I don't understand how it ended up there. But. Yeah. I'm not the only one I see, so that's good. <laughs> and from Igor VP, here's a good one. This game with no nostalgic glasses since I played it recently in order to test the game as good as I remembered. And I have to say that it's pretty much as good as any game can get. Great music, nice. characters, level design, cool ideas everywhere, a so well-crafted game. Maybe the camera is sometimes tricky and people won't like the yeah. graphics, but it's an S-tier ranked game for today's nice. standards. So that's... I'm yeah. happy to- I'm always yeah. happy to hear that type of stuff. That's I, I didn't know if this would work for some people who haven't played this before, but like I, I'm glad me. to hear it. Yeah, same here. And that glad. I didn't expect. And here's a here's a good one from Parker Gosling. Such a fun game. I love learning impact special moves. Those blew my mind as a kid. Yes. Oh, <laughs> been nice. There you go. The rapid punch combo. The laser beams. Like oh, good stuff. Uh, from J Soul, top five N64 games. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. It's uh yeah, this is my favorite <laughs> N64 game ever. Like I love oh, here's this game one very much. From Alex Baker. Looks like trash. Oh <laughs> part of the thing I find humorous is we're in it. this isn't an N64 group. Wow. I, I got new they all look like trash if you don't like this one. <laughs> so, like, none of them. Wow. If you're judging this game badly, you're judging every N64 game. Yeah, right? excuse me. Wow. Wow. Go play GoldenEye again without nostalgic goggles and let me know how that goes. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I mean, I love GoldenEye. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, all right, when we covered that game, back when I first did the show we did for episode 10, we had a guy in there who never played GoldenEye as a kid and played it for the first time. Oh and he's like, God. this game is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all like, what are you talking about? The game is great. But no, <laughs> no nostalgic for it. And wow. he just hated it. And I'm like, I get it. I completely Damn. get it. <laughs> right. And let's see. I got a lot. I can't read them all. But. I did get a lot of comments that I was really surprised that people. All right. From Joey Jacks, those Megazord battles, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. All right. I'm, I'm going to read one more from this group, if I can find it, after I clicked off it. 
from Daryl Morris. Adored this game and enjoyed it more than Ocarina of Time and Mario 64. Ooh, and I'll read whoa. one more from the group. From Drew Taylor. I played and completed it. It's quite bizarre. Definitely an above average game, but there's a lot better games out there. Yes, well, some okay. people had different opinions. <laughs> yeah, of course. All right. And the last group I'm going to read from Giant Bob. I got a, f- a few from Chris Spencer. I randomly got a box copy of this game in a trade on a video game collecting forum like 2012. I did not expect it to skyrocket in value like it did, but I love this game and still have it. Oh, yeah. Nice. Glad to hear. Right. <laughs> from Dante Lee, I just hope you mentioned how fantastic and bizarre I am impact is. That is yes. all. Uh, yeah. We have. <laughs> all right. From Gary Suzlik, this game's real good, but I've got the biggest love for Goemon's Great Adventure. Both of them are just fantastic. Oh, yeah. Perfect games of, of their era. I'm really curious now about Goemon's Great Adventure. It's great. It's a, it's a it's a it's a damn great game. It's it's really good. I, I'm I'm more interested now. Like I after playing this, because I was just I'm I'm very skeptical of 64 games in general mm. and PS1 games. That's why there's not a ton of them on this show. If they weren't had some kind of connection to me, but mm-hmm. because of, I took a leap of faith and played this game, I'm definitely now more more interested to play some more. Mm. Well, you should be. All right, last one I'm going to read from uh, Danny Klein. We rented the shit out of this game growing up to the point where Blockbuster was calling our house and threatening to charge us full price plus late fees. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> Remember those days? Oh, yeah. God. Man, I think it's funny you can mention Blockbuster. They go, what's that? Uh-huh. I mean, again, it makes sense because it's been around. It's been gone for a while, but it's just funny. To yeah. Me. Mm-hmm. All right. And then that brings us to our last segment, uh, Shelf Stacker Box. And Kyle, what about you? Uh, this might seem a little predictable, but this game would easily go on my, not only would it go on my shelf, but it would be displayed proudly, uh, along with some of my other favorite N64 games. This, I love this game so much. I think it's so charming. I think it's very cute. I think the gameplay still works even years later, especially in a period of time where I feel like a lot of people really dunk hardcore on the N64 and like, I get it. I totally get why they're dunking on it, but I don't think it's actually that bad, but that's just me. But I'm not saying that, like, they're wrong. I'm just saying that I think they're just going a little too hard on the N64 dunking. But, like, yeah, I think this game is just, it's so damn charming and great. Uh, the characters are funny and cute and charming, and, like, the the adventure is still the, still there. It feels like you're really going on an adventure, and it's still worth it. And plus, this game is, like, surprisingly pretty easy. So, like, anyone can play it like you don't have to like oh get good or anything like that like not like <laughs> no you don't if you know how to play a zelda game then you can easily play this game like walk around you know run around the world try to look for the ca- uh, silver cats you know talk to people you know fight some enemies get some coins like go find castles and once again you know once again talk to people and uh, you know to get clues for stuff and there you go like you're playing the game but yeah this talking to people but yes yeah uh this game easily goes on my shelf i love this game very much okay and what about you phil oh you you build the most beautiful gilded shelf you possibly can <laughs> some might say a pedestal <laughs> you know, and you uh you place this upon it and uh you look towards it daily for uh affirmation that there is still good in the universe <laughs> because <laughs> mystical ninja starring goemon is a wonderful game with humor and happiness and tokusatsu anime music up the wazoo it's it's so good and it does hold up which is weird to say about an N64 game, but it does. The gameplay is still fun. 
Uh, obviously, the vibes and the tone and the humor is still top notch. It's just a, a rare treat to have such a quality third uh, party N64 game mm-hmm. uh, that that's is still just as good today as it was back then. My goodness, okay. I love going on games. And do you have a physical version of this? Oh, certainly. Okay, Come I figure on. you probably did. I know you have. Yeah. you have a bunch of the Goemon games, don't you? I have. I want to say a complete nice. set of physical Goemon games. Not not all boxed, but you know, I mean, you know, I because I, I I bought this game back when it was first released because you know, I, and I, you were I, old enough to know better, not to destroy your boxes and throw them away like well, I did. Oh no, I, I was always uh, an anal retentive. I mean, I wasn't a kid when this game came out. I was, you know. What was this, 90, 98? So, yeah, 98. Yeah, I would have been... Uh, da, 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 let me do the math. I would have been... <laughs> that, yeah, well, yeah, early 20s. I would have been in my... I was in my early 20s at that point because mm. I'm I'm wicked old. But uh, but even as a kid, I was very anal retentive and, and held on to all my video game boxes and, and that sort of thing, so... I regret that. I did not. <laughs> I mean, recently, I did... Uh, I, I bought some, uh, you know, uh, uh, plastic uh, protection uh, cases to to put all my old game boxes in at this point, mm. just to try and keep them as minty as I can for for the future. No, I get that. I I regret that I just destroyed the old stuff. I just didn't care. I'm like, oh, I, didn't, I mean, I kept the CD when we got the CD stuff. I kept all that. I didn't care about the early stuff. Yeah, hell, I did it with Funko Pops too. There's a couple of Funko Pops. I ripped up the boxes, and I'm like, you dumbass. And I was old enough to know better. Like, <laughs> it wasn't that long ago? I'm thirty. I'm thirty four right now. And it was probably like I was like twenty nine or thirty at the time, and I just didn't yeah. care. I'm like, eh, I don't care about these. And now I'm like, yeah, they gotta have the box. <laughs> like that's how this works. <laughs> All right, and I'll go last. I'm going to put this in the shelf, too. I, as I said before, I came to this game with no expectations. I was like, okay, I'm going to play it, see what I think. You know, I, I love Mystical Ninja for Super Nintendo, and I just had a great time. I, I had a way better time than I expected. I will be telling people to play this game, like, this game still holds up. Whether you have nostalgic or not, play it. It's still fun, and it's not that challenging, which is always oh, yeah. a plus. Yep. So, great fucking game. And I'm so happy I finally experienced it because I've been a fan of the series, you know, on the ones Nintendo game. And I and that was it. And I really thought a lot of that was just nostalgic. But no, this is just a, just a fun series and a fun game. Yeah. Now I'm really curious about Goemon's Great Adventure, which will probably be in the show next year now, because I think I need, to, <laughs> <laughs> I need to experience that one, too. So we'll see. But yeah, it's going to happen. I'm, I'm watching a video of it. It doesn't look as interesting because it's just a, it's a side scroller, but it reminds me a lot of Klonoa. Cl- yeah, I can get that. Yeah. So I did. I think I enjoyed Klonoa, even though I played it wrong. Yeah. I remember, but oh, okay. I enjoyed it. I know it was great. Yeah, that was. And next week, you can hear us talk about. No, I have to pull it back up. I cannot remember, even though I'm pretty sure I just mentioned it earlier today. Uh, Cadence of Hyrule will be next week's episode. You can hear me talk about nice. that. Nice. Hell yeah. Excellent. Another good game. But I, so, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of first experiences on this podcast lately that have all been really good games. So that's <laughs> been a nice change of pace. Played Terranimba. I played Half Life for the first time. Both were great experiences. So. A lot of good stuff. And Phil, where can people find you at? Uh, people can find me uh, again at the Player One podcast uh, every week talking about uh, video games. Uh, I'm on the social medias. Uh, I'm Whimsical Phil on uh, the Twitters. What's Twitter? Uh, which, what's that? What's Twitter? I never heard of it. <laughs> well, <it's, laughs> ask ask me again in a, a month or two. We'll see. <laughs> see if it's so, uh, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm also uh, I made it to the blue sky, so I'm whimsical Phil on on blue sky. So you know, look around; you can find me. I need I've to get. On, I need to try some other. 
Twitter's really burned me when they started to be like, oh, if you don't, like, you only get 600 tweets, you can see. I'm like, then I just like, okay, you guys are like, this is what, it's a social media platform. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay seeing random ads. I mean, I go on Facebook enough, like, I see, mm-hmm. you know, like, I'm going to see ads for Mystical Ninja now on eBay. I can tell you that already is going to happen. But, <laughs> like, I, I've accepted that fact. But when you're like, you only get 600 tweets unless you pay us. Then you only get 6,000 if you pay us. Like, Twitter. <laughs> and Kyle, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at, <clears throat> excuse me, at UFO underscore Canada. And you can find me on Blue Sky at chibiufo.bsky.social. You can find me on those various and uh, as well as Instagram at chibiufo, uh, where I post just random musings, talk about old retro video games, cute stuff in video games and horror and all of those in film and all of those in between uh, at those various sites. All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, you can find over 500 other episodes of Games My Mom Found that we've done. We do movies, comics, TV shows, whatever the hell I convince people to talk about with me. So you can go find everything we do on Podbean. Just type in search just on the Podbean site. You can search all our episodes. Type in Star Wars. Type in Resident Evil. Type in Mystical Ninja. Now you'll pull up two episodes. So yeah. definitely go to the hat. And if you want to support the show, we do a Patreon. You'll see a link in the show notes to our Patreon. A little dollar. We have polls every month. The current poll running this month right now is Edgar Wright movies Mike has never seen. So definitely go vote in that for a little as a dollar. You can help impact the show. And also we have a Discord. Please join our Discord. You'll see a link in the show notes too to chat with us. And want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Hasper. You can follow her on TikTok. She's TikTok famous now. So definitely go check her out and tell her I sent you. And I want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker. He did the MCU movies with me. He started his own podcast, The Gamer Looks at 40. So definitely go check him out also. You'll see a link in the show notes. I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.